Could you imagine a scenario in which the Nashville Predators miss the playoffs? It is becoming a lot more feasible after another just awful, ugly weekend loss for the Nashville Predators against a bad team. We'll talk about what the Preds can do to turn things around and end April on a high note. Plus, it's Monday. That means it's time for plus minuses. What we liked, what we didn't like about the week. There are a lot of minuses. Spoiler report. And because last night was the Grammys, which songs do you think best describes this current crop of Nashville Predators? Intense discussion between me and Ann earlier before the show. Coming all today on the Lockdown Predators podcast. Your Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Predators your first listen of the day. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer and editor at OnTheForeCheck.com, and I have a partner in crime. You do. I am Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer at onthefourcheck.com. Well, well, this is certainly <laughs> a show. Uh, yep. <laughs> when, when we left, we uh, we said, "Hey, if the Predators lost to the Buffalo Sabers, we we would probably uh, have some things to talk about." Mm-hmm. Uh, before we do that, though, I want to mention today's show brought to you by your friends at Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered the season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Now, on to the screaming into the void, and Yes. So, this was really not great. Um, I will say this. Had the game been on a weekday and we would have recorded the next morning, I would have lost my mind and everyone would have had to turn the volume down to watch this because so filled with rage. So well, filled with don't rage. Stop now. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I've had some time to process it. It's always better to process some things. Yeah. And... I'm not saying it's any better. I'm saying I'm handling it better. But Friday's loss to the Buffalo Sabres was excruciating. Um, I had to recap that game for onthefourcheck.com. And I was like, I'm going to claw my eyes out before I am done recapping this game. Because it is excruciating. So bad. So bad. Um, So bad, Nick. And, And here's the thing. We we tried to tell them. I feel like we tried to tell them. We went out on the show on Friday and was like, look, you know, don't sleep against Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, nap time. The The Nashville Predators were out-predatored in that game on Friday, and it was really hard to watch because Buffalo was doing everything that the Predators have prided themselves on this season, except they were doing it better and faster and harder. And Nashville was just so outplayed in that game. It was, it was bad friends. It was bad. Here's the thing. I have also uh, had a few days now to process this. Mm-hmm. Um, because my initial reaction was also rage. like Yes. But after two days of processing, my mind has gotten even a little bit darker. 
Oh, dear. I don't think this is a playoff team, Ann. Oh, wow. I don't think this is a playoff team. Um, not, not the way they're playing right now. Okay. Clarifying question. Do you think that they are not talented enough to be a playoff team? Or do you think because they have, they're not going to get enough points to be a playoff team? They're talented enough to be a playoff team. Okay. Execution. Okay. Is not there. They are not playing like a playoff team right now. Now. There's a good chance they get into the playoffs. Uh, But when you look at the standings right now, I mean, look, remember the Preds had that kind of big Mm -hmm. cushion in the wild card. They have the wild card one spot. The wild card two spot is Vegas, who they have 82 points. Also, they're tied with Nashville. Vegas has played three fewer games, so the Preds are ahead in points percentage. But remember what we kept saying earlier. Vegas has the easiest schedule. Yes. NHL, the Preds have one of the hardest. So you got to think Vegas has a very strong chance of winding up with a better record down the stretch. And then one point behind Nashville is Dallas. Ugh. And they have played the same number of games, which means that's going to be a battle royale down the stretch. Uh, Dallas has played very well over the past few weeks or so. And then let's not count out a team like Winnipeg at 76 mm-hmm. points who, you know, they've, they've lost two straight, but they were one of the hottest teams in the month of March. And they have somebody like Connor Hellebuck, who it's like, yes. you know what? that's somebody who can sneak you in. I look at the Predators. I look at the teams coming up. Mm-hmm. If you can't beat the Buffalo Sabres. If you can't fix your issues against a team like Buffalo, then you're screwed. <laughs> because, and, and you know what? Here's the thing. Because a lot of people were, t- I tweeted something kind of similar, but it's like, you know what? Now the Predators are going to have to work as the underdogs yet again to yes. get into the postseason. And I had a lot of people come back and say, well, you know, it, it's one, it's one game. Uh, the, the Buffalo Sabres, you know, I have, a match like a type of team that the Preds don't match up well against. Mm-hmm. Let's break down that argument. First off, yeah. this is not a reaction to one game. This is a reaction to an entire month and a half's worth of games. We, we talked about it going into Buffalo. This is exactly what we said. The Predators haven't played well against bad competition. What are they going to do against good competition? So no, it's not a reaction to the Sabres loss. It is a reaction to everything that has happened over the past little bit. Number two, the argument that, you know what, the Preds don't match up well with the Sabres. One person said it's because Buffalo has a lot of speed um, and the Predators don't match up with well with speed. Oh, gosh. If you can't match up with the Sabres speed, what are you mm-hmm. going to do against the Florida Panthers? Yeah. What are you yeah. going to do when you face Connor McDavid in a couple of weeks? What are you going to do when you face the Tampa Bay Lightning and then go out and face the Chicago Blackhawks, who, you know, are also a speedy team. They might not be good in the standings right now, but they have speed. You know, it's like what if, if that's your argument that the Buffalo Sabres are like some like top tier, like fast paced team. Like, what are you going to do when you face a top tier fast paced team? That's good. Fair. I think that's fair. Uh, and 
I think it's definitely a red flag. I will say I don't think certain players of the Nashville Predators played well in that game against Buffalo. And when they didn't play well, their mistakes were very costly. But but how often have we said that exact same line on this show, Anne? No, I yeah. I I I don't I don't disagree with that, but I think they're like I, I agree with what you're saying, but I, I just am not giving up hope on this team because this team has been able, they've been in this spot before this season and they've been able to correct it. And so I, I have hope that even though it's taken a little longer than it should, that they're going to be able to correct some of these things. And here's my thing. I don't mind if I do mind, but I can live with them not having a strong April because the schedule in April is just ridiculous. Yeah. It's brutal, but I do mind them not competing well. And I think that's, what's frustrating about the Buffalo loss is not necessarily that they lost, but it's that they did not compete well. And we've seen them in that before. And I think they've worked their way out of it. So there is a part of me that has this hope that they're going to work their way out of it. They go in and they play well as the underdog. They, for some reason, seem to flourish when their expectations, others' expectations of them are low, when they're underestimated. And I'm hoping that maybe that will happen. But... They're running out of time. You know, this this is a little different of a slump because they're running out of time. They're out of time. Like, right yeah. now, they're out of time because you're going to be an underdog for most of the games you play from here on out, or at least the team that's, like, not considered. Like, you know, if, if you just put the two teams on paper – the Preds are probably going to be not favored in most of the games they play from here on out. I mean, let's just be honest. True. You look True. At on that schedule. Um, it, it's a missed opportunity. And that's the thing. Mm -hmm. It's, you know what, if they, if they play well down the stretch and compete and still, you know, kind of come out like, you know, with wins and wins or points and 60% of the games or whatever, that still might not be enough. Like they may look good. They may play well they still might not, you know, get it. Yeah. And that's the scary thing is that an okay April against the schedule might not, might not. Enough to get the Preds in. And that's where we're like, you had to rack up the points in March. You had to take advantage against teams like Seattle and Philly. You oh, really flex your muscle. And yeah, I, I know you probably bad games happen, but when you go out and play equally as bad against good competition as you do against the bad competition, there's something fundamentally wrong with your game. Do and you think we're out now? Do you think we overestimated the Predators? No, I don't think looking at them, looking at them and saying they could make a deep playoff run. Do you think we overestimated no. them? No, I, I like I stand by that. Mm -hmm. because I mean, we, we saw it. I mean, this predators team finally lived up to the expectations that had been put on them. Mm -hmm. Like I truly believe it's there. Like it's definitely there. Like if, you know, if you have a Matt Duchesne and Philip Forsberg having the years they're having combined yeah. with Roman Yossi combined with UC Soros playing the way he was earlier in the year, that's not just a playoff team. That's a Stanley cup contender. Mm -hmm. But the thing is that, 
none of that has been happening. And a lot of the contributions that the Preds are getting, but it, it's it's really weird because you look and it's like Yossi is still like on an epic pace. Philip Forsberg and had Matt Duchesne haven't cooled down. In fact, not a time hotter this second half of the year. So it's mind boggling that all these things would go right for Nashville. And yet here they are playing horribly. Yeah. How much of this? See, and I wonder how much of this is because I'm trying to figure it out. I'm trying to figure out in, in the Buffalo game, I can excuse some of it because of, I can't excuse much of it, but I will say that it was worth a shot. I was trying. I'm full of grace, and yet I'm struggling to dig any up today because of the emotion of the game for Buffalo. That was huge, and it was going to be an uphill battle. But it's the execution. It's consistent execution issues with different people. And I think we're seeing some different play from people like Matt Duchesne that maybe isn't exactly the same as it was at the beginning of the year. I don't know. I'm just trying to figure it out. Yeah, sure. Maybe there, there's finer points. Well, I kind of want to get into some of the individual players in our plus minus. That's mm-hmm. coming up in just a second. Plus, I feel like we do need to have some fun. <laughs> we really do. But the, Gra- <laughs> the Grammys were last night. So we decided to do a little thing about what songs do you think describe each of the Nashville Predators? What is their theme song? What is their vibe? Uh, before we get to that, though, I want to mention today's show brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It's not any of that chewy, chalky, messy, awful stuff that you normally just get in a cheap pack at a convenience store. No, Built Bars are fantastic tasting. They got flavors for pretty much almost every taste. They have a new flavor out called Brownie Batter. They're one of the puffs, so it's a brownie batter flavored protein-infused marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. They also have more traditional flavors like raspberry cheesecake, which is now out. They also have your double chocolate, cherry barcia, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond, cookies and cream, and much, much more. In fact, there's a taste for pretty much whatever you want. And don't worry about choosing different flavors because no matter what you get, all built bars are low in calories, low in net sugar, low in net carbs, but high in protein. So you can be sure that it's going to keep you full and satisfied throughout the year and also stick to your health budget. If you want to try it yourself, go to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Uh, the website always has a lot of new limited time flavors, and they're always cooking up something pretty much every other month. So be sure to check it often. Again, that is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Well, it's Monday, Anne, which means yep. it's time for plus minus. Some pluses. For the there, there we go. That's more lined up. Pluses for the things we liked about the Predators this past week. That was really hard to come up with for this segment. It was. And minuses for the things that, uh, yeah, the things that suck and we hate everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not so difficult to come up with those this week. <laughs> yeah, that, that was easy. Yeah. Um, and would you like to lead us off? Yes, I will start with a plus. Just you know to 
start off well, and then we're going to dig into some more things. So my first plus is going to go to Michael McCarron and the fourth line. I will say this. I think Michael McCarron may be the most improved Nashville Predators player on this roster. Expectations for him were so low, so low. Um, he was maybe second to Ben Harper in respectability among fan bases. And I think he has come in. He knows what his style of play is. He he executes that well. And it's paying off for him. So, Michael McCarron, great job. Yeah. Uh, I 100% agree that he is probably the most improved player and mm -hmm. I think it was just like earlier this year, it was the fact that, you know, he was kind of taking time away from a guy like, uh, you know, Tommy Novak, who a lot mm -hmm. of fans wanted to see. Um, but he has definitely earned his spot in the Nashville lineup. Yes. Uh, good for him. Um, I'm going to go kind of random. Mm -hmm. My first plus. Uh, it's somebody who's a big star, but not somebody that we've talked about a lot this year. And that's Ryan Johansson. Okay. And Ryan Johansson, two assists against Buffalo. Uh, he had kind of stalled off in the middle of the season, but is starting to get hot again. Um, you know, I, I think we really underestimate Ryan Johansson as a hockey player. I think the eight times eight thing. Um, yes. It's not a non-plus somebody, people, because I think a lot of people were expecting kind of a 100-point score. But the thing is, Johansson does a lot of different things really well he is a very very good setup person um creates a lot of plays by himself both you know on his pure skill alone and his physicality um you know uh, he's very underrated defensively i think that's something yes we talk a lot about you know he's got those long gangly arms uh, <laughs> that really interrupt and disrupt plays and we saw it a little bit and i thought he was one of the better players um, from that aspect against Buffalo, you know, I, I think whenever Johansson was the, on the ice, um, I did think the Predators saw a little bit of hit, like a little bit of hop in their step. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know what? Kudos to Johansson, somebody that we haven't talked a ton about this year, but I think somebody who deserves some kudos for how he played amidst a miserable game. Against yes, Minnesota. I would agree with that. He is underrated because you just don't measure his uh, abilities quite the same way as you do, you know, with the traditional score sheet. Now we should probably get into the minuses. So everybody settle in because we've got some things to say. Let's do um, it. My first minus is going to be the Nashville Predators allowing the Buffalo Sabres to beat them in faceoffs. Mm, okay. Nashville has some fantastic players who take faceoffs. Colton Sissons is great in the faceoff circle. He's kind of, um, he's just got astronomical numbers right now. But against Buffalo, who, by the way, is the worst team in the league in faceoff percentage, uh, Buffalo won faceoffs 56% of the time in that game. And it doesn't seem like it should be a big a big factor and there were certainly plenty of other factors that we'll get into in the minus column as to how the predators are playing but they just couldn't get possession of the puck and it starts as simple as winning the face-offs and when little things like that are off then 
you're just not going to be able to make headway like you should. So let's tune up the face-off area, please. Yeah, uh, I agree. That's kind of a stat that you don't want to see against Buffalo. So embarrassing. Uh, one of those things you should have taken advantage of. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, I have to give it minus and, and I already tell this is going to get a reaction out of you. Oh, I don't have, even. I have to give a minus to UC Soros. Oh, In, okay. Here's, here's the thing. I'm not putting this all on UC Soros by mm -hmm. any means because if you're if you're as a team giving up something like 30 to 40 shots a game, then mm -hmm. the defense in front of you is probably not great. Yes. But when you go back since the All-Star break, there have been 13 games uh in which UC Soros has given up three or more goals. Mm -hmm. Eight of those have been four or more. Gosh. And that is uncharacteristic for UC Soros. Um, and, and here's the thing. Uh, I am on the train that UC Soros probably could have been considered the Preds' most valuable player earlier this year. Mm -hmm. um, for the sole reason that he was helping the Nashville Predators win games. They had no business winning. The only problem is the Preds needed that now. They need yes. that now. And that level of you can kind of get away with a lot because you know you're going to have a goalie that's going to kind of steal wins for you. That's not there right now. No. And, no. you know, that that is a big concern if you're the Nashville Predators. Now, I, I don't know if this is just him in a cold streak. I don't know if he's just, you know, bad defense. I mean, I think there was a stat that said the Predators are one of the worst teams in allowing, like, uh, the stat was, like, cross-ice passes. Yes. Yep. Um, and so, you know, it, it's certainly not on him 100%. But, you know, you also look back at that Buffalo game, and it's like there's a couple of those. It's like, you know what? Like, I've seen UC Soros make that save earlier yes. this year. Yeah. And that's a hard, it's a hard one to say out loud because he has carried the Predators earlier in the season. He was just in phenomenal form earlier in the season. Uh, Vesna looking numbers and it's just not been there right now. And, and again, it's not all on UC, but this is the time of year where you need your goaltending. You just need your goaltending. So I don't disagree with that one as much as it pains me. Yeah. Um, I have another minus, and this is just um, something that I just can't abide. And that is the rumblings that I heard after the Buffalo loss about letting John Hines go. Yeah, that's dumb. That's that is just such a minus. Such a minus. The idea that this proves that John Hines can't get it done is ridiculous. And I will not abide it, point blank. Um, people are saying this is definitely a sign not to renew his contract. He can't get it done. So much of the Predator's success is because of John Hines. And the idea that they need to let him go is almost as maddening to me as the loss in Buffalo was. So zip it. 
with that nonsense. Yeah, let's not overreact to that. I mean, you know, the other thing is I feel like people have been uh, trying to find reasons to fire John Hines since oh, the gosh, yeah. hired John Hines. And, and it's not about John Hines. I think it's about people wanted the process to take longer. I don't think they care necessarily what the end result was. They just felt like, well, I would feel better about it if Poyle had thought longer. Well, he didn't need to. Yeah, I mean, it's if you if you have your guy, you have your guy, um, right? You know, that's that's dumb. I mean, I don't want to get <laughs> I don't want to get into a whole thing with that yeah. for the fan base, but it's dumb. I think there's something. Uh, I, I think there's more going on there. Yeah. Um, my last minus. I'm mm-hmm. actually going to take this outside the Predators organization. Uh, my last minus of the night goes to the Arizona Coyotes. Jay Beagle. Preach and, it. And their wonderful color commentator, uh, somebody that Preds fans know very well, Tyson Nash. Um, so if you don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, over the weekend, Trevor Zegers scored another, you know, circus goal or like a circus assist um, and then um, proceeded to get knocked down after the whistle by Jay Beagle because of it. Um, and then uh, Troy Terry stepped up and Jay Beagle just kind of proceeded to bash his head in against Terrible. the ice sensed um and then the whole thing tyson nash who is a trash former player for the st louis blues uh predators fans remember him he wasn't good but he looked like white goodman and could throw punches so there's that uh on the commentary said you know what zegris if you're going to you know score these goals like that if you're going to be skilled then you gotta be ready to take punches so much to say I am a I am a fan of fighting in hockey. I am not one of those people that think fighting should be banned. Mm, okay. I think it's stupid to start a fight because somebody embarrassed you. Fact. That is a joke. Like, if you know what, if you can't take the fact that Trevor's egress like embarrassed your defense, mm-hmm. then get better. Like, then just get <laughs> better defense. I know you're Back. the Arizona Coyotes and you're the embarrassment of the NHL and you have been for five years, but to just try to bash a player's face in because they're better than you, that's BS. Like, let's and, face it. That's yeah. trash. The, that's trash. The Coyotes are trash. And you know what? I feel bad for their fans, but, you know, mm-hmm. you're the, the Coyotes are an organization is not getting a lot of leeway right now in my book. No. And the fact that that behavior is defended and repeat, I mean, like he even doubled down, um, Nash doubled down on this in an interview after the brouhaha of it. And I'm like, look, hockey is going to evolve and there's nothing wrong with that. Stop being so afraid of what this sport could be and quit with your glory days. Like just quit with your glory days or go back to high school. Like, yeah. this is ridiculous. Well, you know, and also let's see if the, you know, you, you've had a couple of prominent coyote or Ducks people like T. Mussolini step up and kind of, you know, call their shot about wanting some more toughness against the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, it led to that. Remember, the same situation happened with the Rangers last year when Tom Wilson kind of oh, yeah. knocked out Artemi Panarin and then kind of taunted everybody. 
that led to the Rangers kind of redoing their entire team and it kind of worked out for them. <laughs> uh, so, you know what? Maybe, maybe the uh, Anaheim Ducks add somebody that winds up bashing Jay Beagle's face in. Maybe Aaron Ashen comes out of retirement. Uh, one of the one of the one of the most viewed hockey fights uh, from this entire incident. Um, so anyway, bad. We do want to end on a positive note. That is why. Yes. Time. Uh, we have s- compared our favorite Nashville Predators to some songs out there. We gave them theme songs get to that in just a second we will it's going to be amazing but first this episode's brought to you by our friends at bet online betonline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports information you can find all the latest sports development including this week's masters championship odds you can find podcasts and reviews in all the different leagues this season bet online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information including live betting esports and scores head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action bet online where the game starts all right so if you missed it last night was the grammy awards yeah uh, i don't really care but no. you know what that gave us an idea what songs would best describe our current crop of nashville predators what is their theme song what is their vibe what are they rocking out to karaoke to? Because they just pull <laughs> the lyrics in their soul. Yes. All right. So, Anne, I'll lead us off. All right. Uh, Roman Yossi. There was a song that described him. It would be What a Man by <laughs> and En Vogue. And don't yes. act like that is not the perfect theme song. You are not wrong. And you know, he is no Mark Kimmel, of course, but yeah. Roman Yossi is a phenomenal hockey player. I love talking about his talent, but it would be ridiculous to ignore the fact that he is a very fine looking young man. So that oh. song is a hundred percent correct. I wasn't even going in that direction with it. Now I it's just, awkward. <laughs> I was just going to go with the song. It's like, you know, in Vogue and Salt and Pepper, they're like rapping about this one guy who's just like seemingly perfect, like everything they want. Mm-hmm. That's like Roman Yossi is a hockey player. <laughs> That's what I meant. But that's but what I is, meant. But he is also, yes, he is he is yeah. very he is a handsome young lad. Yes, he he cleans up just fine. So in in many ways. Yeah. Now I it's mean. awkward. Yes. All right, moving on. <laughs> um, we can spend more time on that if you want. Nope. I think I have said too much. <laughs> um, Tanner Janot. Now, so many great things you could say about Tanner Janot, but his vibe to me is throw a little throwback. He's a little bit Billy Joel. You may be right. You may be right. I may be crazy, but it just may be a lunatic you're looking for. And I feel like that sort of vibe just describes Tanner Janot. He is not, you know, we talk about the Calder race and his statistics are great, but he is not your polish and finish kind of guy. He is your Billy Joel I crashed your party Saturday. I said I was sorry. Sunday came and trashed me out again. That's our Tanner Jano. I agree. Yeah, I mean he's like yeah. the, he's like the little freak of nature. Yes, he is. Yep. That the predators seemingly love to enjoy. Um, and I am going to go 
with Mr. Mark Borowiecki as my next guy. Oh, I love him. Uh, there is a classic rap song called Regulate by Warren <laughs> G and Nate Dogg. And basically what the, the gist is, is regulators are kind of like the bosses of the bosses in sort of like the, the street world. Uh, mm -hmm. Like regulators are the guys that even like all the gangbangers are afraid of. It's like, you don't, you can mess with anybody, but you don't mess with these guys. These are your overlords. That's Mark Borowiecki for the national. Yes. You know what? You can, you know, you can try to go after whoever you want on the predator's ice, but if Mark Borowiecki's out there, he's going to be the end all say all. He's the godfather. He mm -hmm. is the other word for godfather. I thought I had <laughs> one there, but I didn't. But you do not mess with Mark Borowiecki mm -hmm. because he will, you know. Destroy you. Destroy you. Yeah. Yeah. He is the last word. Like, you may go ahead and have your word, but Mark Borowiecki is going to have the last word. I would agree with that one. Um, for me, you know, I love talking about Matt Duchesne. He is having a breakout year. You know, people have been frustrated with his performances before, but I really feel like Matt Duchesne's theme song this year is Brooks and Dunn, Brand New Man. A, it's country music, and of course, he's going to be country music, but, you know, I think he is really having, um, a, he's having a phenomenal year. I think he has always had this talent and the circumstances have not been great around him, but he, things have come together. He and John Hines have talked in the off season. I think he's done a lot of work and Matt Duchesne is having an incredible, incredible year. So everybody who was, you know, complaining about him underperforming, this is a brand new man and look out because, you know, this, this is not this, Season is not done, and he is not done yet either. I feel like there's somebody in your household that you are continually going to remind that to. For I, I do. <laughs> hey, well, the last one for me, Anne, um, is Mr. Philip Forsberg, and that is a mm -hmm. old Motown song, Smokey Robinson and the Miracles, A Fork in the Road. Oh. You know, it's, it's a love song. Which, you know, I'm sure Preds fans would love to sing to Philip Forsberg at any chance they get. Um, but it's basically kind of a warning to couples. It's like, you know what? Things are going good right now. But beware, there's going to be a fork in the road come out. And you kind of want to see your, you know, basically the gist is you want everybody to go in the same direction. You know, you want to make sure you and your lover are going on the, the right path when you reach that fork in the road. Yeah. So Robinson tells them to beware. You got to do it now before you come up to that fork. That's, yeah. That's Philip Forsberg and the, his contract with the Nashville Predators. You know, things are going good right now. We're celebrating him setting all these records, uh, probably going to top 40 goals very, very soon. He's going to be the first Predator to do that. Um, you know, if they can beat teams like the Buffalo Sabres, um, having an yeah. absolutely epic season, but he still doesn't have a contract. Oh, and gosh. I've kind of heard rumblings that, you know, hey, the Preds are optimistic they can get something done, but there's a lot of gap in the money between uh, what Forsberg wants and what the Preds want. And David Boyles 
played this dangerous game before. As Smokey says, the danger's there. Ho, ho, ho. Uh, <laughs> you know, we, we saw it with, you know, David Poyle maybe not being a little aggressive enough in contract negotiations has burned them a few times in the past. So beware for that fork in the road, Preds fans, and especially David Poyle, because it's that fork is right around the corner. Oh, and it's so painful to think about. Like, if you think the Buffalo game is hard to think about, think about the fork in the road with Philip Forsberg, and that will just really set off your gastrointestinal system for the day. Gotta love it. Oh, so my last one is somebody that we talked about already, and it is Michael McCarron. This is somebody that everybody was poo-pooing at the beginning of the season. And now all of the sudden he is just tearing it up. And so I think the theme song for Michael McCarron is I hate myself for loving you. <laughs> People were so set on not liking him. People were so set on getting him out of the lineup. People were so set on why is he in this lineup? Well, now you know. So whether you want to admit it or not, you all love Michael McCarron now. It's like when your uh, parents make you try like Brussels sprouts. Yes. And you wind up liking Brussels sprouts. Yes. Oh, wow. Like you may not admit it, but we all know that you all who poo-pooed Michael McCarron, suddenly you're loving him. Yeah, he is. He's been the rise of the team this year. That's for sure. We talked about it a little bit earlier. So, uh, yep. yeah, I mean, that's, I think there's a lot of angry people uh, earlier in the season that are now starting to come around. Uh, yeah. They just won't admit it. <laughs> Very true. Right. Well, that is going to do it for us today on Locked on Predators. Uh, Predators, again, start their big run tomorrow. Oh, and it kicks off with the team uh, that's currently one of the hottest in the NHL, the Minnesota Wild. So, Oh, gosh. Yay. Yay. How this goes. <laughs> Uh, we'll have a full preview of that coming up tomorrow. Plus some of the things the Predators need to do to be successful in April, which is going to be a very, very uphill battle. Uh, until though then, and where can the fine people find you online? You can find my work at onthefourcheck.com and you can find me on Twitter at ANK underscore mama on ice. I'm Nick Morgan. You can find me on, on thefourcheck.com. Follow me on Twitter at underscore NS Morgan. Uh, also, while you're there, be sure to follow the podcast on Twitter at LO underscore Predators. If you're watching this on YouTube, be sure to like the video and subscribe. Leave a comment. Let us know what you thought of the show or if you have a topic you want us to discuss down the road. Helps us connect with other Predators fans who may just be doom scrolling YouTube for any sort of thing. That's going to do it for us today. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We will be back tomorrow with more Preds hockey.